Okay, so we're holding by the share of Devira, and we're learning the Yisoyed of Rashi. Perak Hay, we're holding by Pasuk Dalad, the Rashi. Rashi tells us, Kashi Yatera Lipra Shimena. The Torah is difficult to separate from. And something which is good to connect to. Like we saw, there's an element of Matan Torah, which besides the joy and besides the schus that we had in accepting the Torah, there was also the chilek, that it came as a responsibility, it came with an achrais. And it came with the expectation that if we don't keep it, we're going to get punished. And therefore, by Tavira, we see the other side of the coin. That when Klai Yisrael didn't keep the Torah, then that, that creates the fear, that creates the accusation against them, which is going to get, cause them to get punished. And that's why she describes Matan Torah in the sense of the fear which accompanied Matan Torah, the trembling of the mountain, the trembling of Klai Yisrael. The fact that Klai Yisrael had to go through, a, so to speak, an experience where the Neshamas left their bodies and had to be resuscitated. With the Jew of Tchir Samesim. The Shadah saw the severity attached to keeping the Torah. Some of the after the Pasuk, Gam Shemayin Latafel. The heavens also had to, so to speak, drip. The, we saw Rashi explains, that's referring to the Tal, the Jew of Tchir Samesim, which Hashem sent down to resuscitate the Jewish people. And there's more than that, Gam Ovim, not for Mayim. And the clouds also dripped with water. It's an interesting thing. This is something which the Torah doesn't tell us too much about. We don't find there being rain necessarily by Matan Torah. What, what's it referring to? We'll see. And Harim Nozlu Bifne Hashem. Besides that, the mountains melted in front of Hashem. And Zesina. That was the experience of our Sina. So where do we see that? What, what is this referring to? The fact that the Shemaim Natafu. My, the obvious not for mine that the clouds drip with water and the second thing that the mountains melted so the first thing we saw before Hashem after the territory to the God now there's a, there's a second point here also if you're not looking now at Matan Torah just from the point of view of the privilege of accepting the Torah we're looking at the reverse, the responsibility when it comes to the Torah, and what happens to us if we don't keep the Torah, then in that context, what happened to the Goyim when they didn't accept the Torah? We don't think of it like that. We think of the fact that the Goyim were offered the opportunity to receive Torah, and they didn't, they lost out. They didn't utilize the, the potential that they had, they didn't take the chance that they were given. But it's much more than that. There's much more than that. The Goyim lost that tremendously when they accepted the Torah. Not just that they didn't get, grab the chance they had, what did they lose? So there's the Gemara. And the Gemara says in Bavakam, the Flamet Zayin, the Gemara says, Ma'ad Yichsev, Omad Vayamoyed El Eretz, Ra'a Vayatir Goyim. It's a Pasuk in Yav. Hashem was Vayamoyed El Eretz, he said to speak a portion of the land, he measured it. Ra'a he saw, Vayatir Goyim, he untied the Goyim. And uh, on that, the Gemara explains that when the Hashem offered the Torah to the Goyim and they turned it down, Ra, Hashem saw that they turned down the Torah, Vayater Goyim. He was, so to speak, Vayater from Russian Matit, to untie a knot, he untied them. The Red Ramchal explains this Gemara, 
is that until the stage of Latin Torah, Goyim also had the potential to get out of Mabba. Goyim also had the potential to get out of Mabba if they would have done the right thing. If they would have kept the mitzvahs that they had been instructed in and had they followed Hashem, then, so to speak, the field of Averas Hashem was open for all humanity. But when the Goyim turned down the opportunity to get the Torah, they Goyim. He detached them. He untied them. Just like we spoke about Kores as being a detachment from a spiritual essence of the person, so that happened collectively to all the good. They were no longer, they no longer had their chance. They lost the potential, they lost the opportunity to get uh, any connection to the world of Rukhnis, to the Olam Abba. And that's why the very starts with that. If she's going to tell us, the, so to speak, the punishment which came down together with the, with the opportunity to get the terror, then the first thing she talks about is what the Goyim lost out from not, not, not taking the chance to get the terror. As Hashem betzeis from Yisair, betzad from Yistei Adam. When Hashem left Seir, after offering them the Torah, they turned it down. Then that was the end of Adam. From now on, they don't, they don't have any significance in the world. That's as an individual, but the nation as a nation, they have no, have no, they have no place, so to speak, in, in the future of the world. Right. That's the. That's the first part of the pasuk. Now, what's it going to do with the gum of him not for mine? The clouds also drove water. Like I said, we don't see water at Hasinai. There were clouds, we don't see them were raining. So, this is a reference to a very interesting Gemara in Zvachim. The Gemara in Zvachim, on the Kuf Tesvav. The Gemara says there, on the pasuk in Tehillim, which we say every day on Shabbos, it says, Hashem Lamabul Yashav. Hashem, so to speak, sat in control during the flood, during the marble. Hashem remains the Melech forever. Hashem Hashem gave the oil, the Torah to his people. Hashem Hashem will bless his people with Shalom. What's the connection between the marble and Matan Torah? So the Gemara says that when the whole world shook before Harsinah, and they heard the reverberations of Hashem's voice. So it says, all the kings of the nations got scared. And they came running to Bilam. And they said, it sounds like another Mabul's coming. Is Hashem going to destroy the world again? And Bilam's answer was, Hashem la Mabul Yoshev, v'yeshev Hashem It's true that there has been a Mabul, but Hashem promises not coming another Mabul. So Hashem, the world's staying here. The world's staying here. Hashem's not going to bring another Mabul. Okay. I'm happy to hear that. But so what's going on? What's this tremendous uh, noise? Why is the world shaking? Uh, so, says, Hashem says, It's because Hashem is giving the Torah to Kla Yisrael. So then they said to him, to the Gemara, so he says, okay, Hashem Yivarek Aslam and Bashalim. If that's the case, it's Kla Yisrael's issue. It's nothing to do with us. Should they believe in Kla Yisrael? At that stage, yes. When there was a world of Shkayach. When there's a world of Goyim who were aware of spirituality, then they're for sure. They believed in Avodah Zarya as well. It was their problem. They didn't deny the existence of a creator. Now, what's going on? What's the connection between the Mabul and the Matantara? And why did the Goyim think that this was a Mabul? And this is the Oymak that we said before. Because there was a certain level that by Matantara, the Goyim got destroyed. Not physically. It wasn't that a flood came down and wiped them out. They got destroyed. They got detached from any kind of spiritual Olam And therefore, 
to some extent they felt that they felt this was a, this, this, the the echo of Har Sinai was their destruction, but they interpreted that maybe this is physical destruction. Maybe you're going to be wiped out. Maybe the marble's coming. And uh, that's what they came to Bidom. As a Navi, he would know these things. And Bidom says, no, it's, don't worry. It's not a physical destruction. I should not bring another marble. So what's going on? Hashem singing the Torah to Okay, so why is the world shaking? Why, what is, what's this tremendous uh, pachad? And the answer is, together with the Matan Torah, was the destruction of the Goyim. Rava Yatir Goyim. They, did, they, didn't, they didn't realize the spiritual import or the implication of what was happening, but they understood that this was something which was uh, affecting them deeply. And that's how that's the gum of him not for mine. Just like when the clouds stripped water, which was talking about the marble. Just like when the clouds stripped water and there was a, the, the marble wiped out everything. Right? So there was an aspect of that also by Matan Torah. There was an aspect also by Matan Torah that together with Matan Torah there was the, that level of destruction, at least in the spiritual level, for the guy. What was happening here? So that's what that's what is referring to. She's telling us again the Matan Torah oh. from the perspective of you see the Moira, you see the fear that comes down with the Torah, you see the where what was on this balance, so to speak, of not accepting the Torah. And that goes back to the question you asked before. We were waiting till the stage to answer. Who's she addressing? She says, Shimon Menachem Hazina Right. Listen to the kings. Who are the kings she's talking about? And the answer she's talking about the kings of the Goyim. And she said, it's true, you saw it, we got punished when we didn't keep the Torah. You should know, you got punished even more for not keeping the Torah. Right? We got punished in the spiritual, in the physical sense, and we don't uphold the Torah. So then punishment comes, right? But listen, this will happen to you for not keeping the Torah. You see the importance, or so to speak, the pacha, the fear that there was, which involved keeping the Torah. And she says, Zeh Sinai. This was the revelation of her. Sinai, Mipnei Hashem Elokei Yisrael. Uh, the kings in charge of this are the Melachim. The Reznim, the mountains, are the advisors. So the ones who would give advice to the kings are called Reznim. And uh, they should also listen. Listen to how important the Torah is because you understand what the difference it made to the fact that Christ will accept the Torah and now we're responsible every time we don't keep it. And on the other side, the government didn't accept the Torah, what they lost by not keeping it. Interesting. Now, that's not a common name for the Torah. Hashem Oiz La'ama Yitzin. Oiz literally means strength. Oiz means power. That's not a normal name that Chazal uses or the Pasuk uses for the Torah. Right, we found it. The Torah references Oiz. It's true. But normally, when we talk about the Torah, we talk about Hashem was gave the Torah to Kla Yisrael, Hashem gave mitzvahs to Kla Yisrael. Why Oiz? Power. And that's exactly the point. The point was that the, the beginning of Matan Torah, which the Pasuk here is talking about, and the, and the Pasuk in Tehillim is talking about also, was the power which came with the Torah. The, 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 you see the importance of the Torah with the force which comes with it, and how much kosher here Torah, what a difference it makes if we leave the Torah. That, that's the Oiz Shaboy, that's the, the force which comes with Torah, is the compulsion of what happens if we leave the Torah. And on this last Pasuk, Harim Nazif Hashem. It literally means the mountains melted. But the other Mufashim explain it that it's referring to the famous Chazal in the Gemara and Shabbos, that Kafarim Harkagigis. That Hashem held the mountain over them, so to speak, and forced them to keep the Torah. It's, it's not an accurate translation of the word Nazl. Nazl literally means to, to flow which, or to melt. Mr. Rash explains it here, Adam Mitzvah explains it here. But the other Mufashim explains it's talking about the, the idea of Harkagigis. If that's the case, 
It's an elaboration of the same principle. It's an elaboration of the same principle. And this is another answer to the famous question which the Mephoshim all ask. The Rebbe Semedrash, Semedrash and Chumah, but it's famously known in the world as Tosafot's question because on the Gemara, this is Tosafot's Kasha. And that is, Klai Yisrael had already said Naisav and Nishma. Hashem offered them the Torah and they accepted the Torah. So why did Hashem have to hold the mountain over their heads and threaten them? If you don't take the Torah, then this is going to be your, your burial place. You didn't need to threaten them. They accepted it willingly. So like I said, this is not a new question. Tosafot's Kasha. He asked the question before that. Tosus' answer, answer needs explanation. Tosus like one in Shabbos, he asked the Kasha, and Tosus says, maybe they changed their minds when they saw the fire. When they saw the big fire, which maybe they got scared. And therefore they had to be, now they had to be forced. Now, what Tosus means by that, why would Kasha be scared of a fire if, if, if it wasn't... If they, want, if they wanted the Torah, then the fire wasn't a, a negative thing necessarily. But what else does this mean? But before we try and explain this, let's explain what Adam and Hashem say. To answer this, this very question. Had, once Kaisal had already accepted the Torah Baratzen, why, why was it necessary to force them? And the answer is, this is something to what the Maral says in Naktama to Seifla and Purim, which is called Or Chadash. The Maral says over there, you cite. And he says, that had Klai Yisrael just accepted the Torah as nice of an Ishma. So then we thought, okay, you know, it, was a, it was a good deal, it was worth it for us, we gained a lot, wonderful. So we wanted to do it. But there, you don't see, in, in acceptance out of love, you don't see the compulsion to do it. You don't see the, that the fourth package you have to. And therefore, even though they had agreed to accept the Torah, the point of being Kofan and Gigas, Hashem was showing them this is not optional. It's true, I offered it to you and you wanted it, but this is not optional. You have to take the Torah. And there's going to be consequences if you don't. And then it wasn't a once-off thing. And in any door, the Iqtar Shal don't want to accept the Torah, Shom take Paraschem. Then you're going to get punished for it. And therefore, the, the second element, which is exactly what the Torah is talking about, the element of Matan Torah, it wasn't just a shadow of, it's very nice, you wanted to, and, you know, let's do it. It's all, it's all out of voluntary willingness to do what Hashem wants. There's the essence of Matan Torah where it's kosher here, Torah. It comes with the Mechaev, Hashem was showing it Mechaev. Hashem was showing them a chai. Now, it could be that's what Tosis means also. There are others who want to explain Tosis like that. But what it means is that Kaisal was scared of the Aisha Gedoida because the Aisha Gedoida also shows that commitment. It shows the power which was involved in Matan Torah and that scared Kaisal. This wasn't just Tam and Biratim. This is a Mechaev. Why did a Kaisal Prophet threaten Kaisal not the other nations? Because he was showing us for the, for the future too. If at any stage you give up the Torah, then you're going to, this is going to be the end. It's not something voluntary, which you can, now because you accepted it voluntarily, that you can choose when you want to keep it. But she was saying, if you don't accept it now, you're finished. At any time in the future, too. But, but, but now. Now. Why not threaten the Goyim with the this? The Goyim are already finished. There's nothing to threaten them. But they're not, they're not going to be destroyed with a mountain falling on them. They got worse. They lost their Lamaba. For the Goyim, it was over. They didn't accept the Torah. They're out of the picture. They lost. Mm-hmm. They were detached. But for Klai Yisrael, who did accept the Torah, Hashem is showing you, but understand, this Torah isn't just uh, you know, volunt- you know, volunteerism when you want to. Uh, something which is r- optional. And there's a mechaif here. And if at any stage you don't keep the Torah, then Shom take Baraskam, that's going to that's That's Shom, that's going to end. Um, that's the Lashem. That's the Yudhik, the Yuk and the Gemara. Hashem was covered in Hakkagig and said, if you don't become the Torah, Shom take Baraskam. There will be your prayer. 
it's not the right grammar. I should have said kan. They were under the right radar. She said, here is going to be your Quran. I'll probably take Quran. Why Shom? Why there? Where is there? Here. And they said, exactly as they said, Hashem wasn't sending them for now. For every door in the future, wherever you happen to be, if there's a door you don't accept the Torah, that's where you're going to end. That, that stage is finished. And uh, that this was the, the part of the message which came down with the Torah. The part of the message, the Harim Nazareth Nehashem, the mountain held over us, was the message that this is a Mechaev Lil that's exactly what she says. As soon as Kaisal left the Torah, they were given to the hands of the enemies. That's part of the. When you don't keep the Torah, that's what's going to be the result. Why was the Gigas? They, oh, they, they, they asked that question also. Why Gigas? Uh, Gigas is a, literally a barrel. Right. What would happen if you hold a barrel upside down over someone? If you bring lower a barrel on somebody, he's not going to get crushed by it, he's going to get stuck inside. And that's what I was telling them. Uh, this I saw in, I think it's the Shlach. I think it's the Shlach, maybe one of the other sort of that, era, that, that, that kind of a forest. Explains to you, say, I shouldn't say I'm going to crash with the mountain. He said, You're going to get stuck there. You won't get, if you don't accept the Torah, then Shantak person, you'll be locked in, so to speak, inside this Gigas, you won't get out of it. What's the Gigas? So he says, It's Adam Azeh. It's Adam Azeh. The ability to connect to Ruchnius, the root, like we said before, only came to keep the Torah. And if you don't give the Torah, then, then you're going to lose that connection too. You're going to get trapped here, in the, when you, when the, like inside a barrel. You're going to get trapped here in a place where you can't get out of. Okay. It's the same thing that he said to the Goyim. Which the Goyim suffered for the consequence of because they didn't give the Torah, so that's exactly what happened to them. So how does the Goyim come to Megara if he's stuck in the... Anyway, so that sums up the introduction of the word to the Shir. Like we said, this was a Hemshech of the Nisim of Mitzrayim, of Tanish also in that door. Just now they saw it from another perspective. Then they were riding high on a wave of victory. Now they've been through the suffering and the subjugation and the oppression which resulted because they're not keeping the Torah. And now we can see both sides of the picture. What happens to Klai Yisrael when they do keep the Torah? What happens to Klai Yisrael when they don't keep the Torah? And he made a, that's what the Nimsir of Yadivayim, and like it says, but when and, and only when they do tshuva, when they misnadev, which means when they take on themselves to be oisik b'tayra, then they show, then that's when the salvation comes. And that's something we're going to see in the Hamshach of the Shira, which we haven't seen yet. What brought the salvation from Sisra? So some of what we saw is that Klai Yisrael were being oppressed, and then they davened, that, that was the element of the salvation. What we're going to see in Shira is the Vaira, is the Chiddush, which is meant to name of references later in the Shira, that what caused the salvation was when Klai Yisrael decided to be Miskaber again in Ibn Atay. When that was, that, that was, need, that was needed as a, something to give them the schus of reconnecting to the Torah, which would bring them, bring them the Yishur. So that's how the next passage, which starts to describe what went wrong. Bimei Shamgar ben Anos, that was the Shafet before her, in the days of Shamgar, we made Yoel. Yoel, we said, was the wife of Hever Ken, the one who actually killed Sisra. So why, is it, why wasn't he be made Yoel? Yoel was never a... Yoel, we don't find, was a Shafet. She wasn't someone in a leadership position. The Gemara asked a question, we'll see. Chodlu Arachis. The people who used to travel on the, on the roads, they stopped. The Holchen, the Sivas, the people who walked the paths, Yoel, Chodlu Arachis, Akal Koris. 
had to walk in roundabout routes. Now, this is simply the Pasuk is talking about the, the, the Matthias at the time when Kaisal was overrun by bands of enemy soldiers and therefore it was dangerous to go outside. So, travelers on the main roads, which are called Dairachis, that's the main road, start altogether. It was too dangerous to travel in, in the open. And even people who had to go somewhere looked for circuitous paths to try and go to avoid detection. The whole thing in the Sivas, in the Sivas, like the path, which isn't the main road, they went to see Arachis Akokolis, they had to find like, an, okay. alternative routes or detours or like, sort of ways to go to avoid detection. So literally it's talking about the it was a dangerous place. There was no security, there was no safety, there were these bands of foreign mercenaries or soldiers, whatever it was, which made life dangerous. The Revenus and Ibishitz and Sefer Ives Yonison explained this whole post about the fact that people weren't learning Torah. Yeah. The fact that people weren't learning. And therefore, we made Shamga. The, the, the people learning Torah stopped, and the Yechidim we tried to learn had to find uh, like the own Mahalachim had to learn because there, weren't, there wasn't a, like a Mahalach of Yeshivas or people or learning Torah Barabim, which, uh, which what the verse trying to bring in the Shira is that's what led to the problem. And therefore, the next pasuk, Chodlu Prozim Yisrael, we made a nevuah. Prozim means the ability to to, to see nevuah. Also ended again. Literally, if you talk about the chat, what we're drawing to Israel, Prozim is open cities. Like Arya Prozi, the cities which are open and don't have walls, and that's why some of the people aren't scared because they don't have a wall to protect them. So literally, it means that Chodlu Prozim Yisrael, that there were no longer any unwalled cities. It was too dangerous. And people wouldn't go outside, and even the people in their homes would build walls around themselves to protect themselves. It was a very dangerous place. But uh, again, the unfortunate experiment is talking about Torah, that it's referring to Nevo. And therefore, that as a result of the lack of learning Torah, there was also a lack of Racha Kodesh, was a lack of Nevo. That was the spiritual, so to speak, slide which resulted in in the situation that Kodesh forgot to. And it was only when they overcame that, that they would. Being, would be successful. And as the Bible continues, I'd shakamti devara, shakamti and Yisrael. And she's talking about herself. Until I devara got up as the Ambi Yisrael, as the Nevi'ah. And why she calls of Ambi Yisrael, as the Shem will see tomorrow. And so it's unparishable. What, what is, what's, she, what's she giving herself praise for? What's she saying that I got up to, to save the Israel? So the Master, she was the one who got the Nevi'ah to tell them to go to war and be successful. But the Navi can't take credit for that. If a Navi is given in the word of salvation, it wasn't because of him. It was just through him. Or in this case, through her. So she definitely wasn't taking credit that I brought the salvation because I was the one to foretell the, the fact that Hashem wanted to save Klai Yisrael. That, that, that's not necessarily her credit. Right? When a Navi is given a message, he's a messenger. Or she's a messenger. They only come to salvation told him to say. So what's she taking credit for? At different points. We saw it before. Dvara Eishas Lapidus. What was her schus? And why did she become a Navi in the first place? Because she used to make wicks to burn in the bottom of Russia at night. Right? It says, her schus was, she used to make lapidus, wicks. And she used to donate the, the oil and the, and the wicks for the, all the bottom of Russia, people were able to learn at night. And this is, the, this is the answer to the problem. If the problem was people weren't learning, then Dvara, even though she was a lady, and she wasn't in a position to teach Terry, but what she did is she provided for the fact that people would be able to learn Terry. She didn't make sure there would be lights in the best marriage. In the time when they used to use like, wicks and candles and all the oil, 
that was, so that was an expense, and it was something which maybe would have been a reason why people wouldn't have learned. And if she was wanting to donate to every base medrash, like lights at night, that people would be able to learn, so that's what she said, I checked onto the Bible. I reversed the trend. I reversed the trend. I made a massive replacement, started to learn Torah again, and for herself, that's why she deserved to be a Navi. But for Tayyus, that's what gave Tayyus all the schus, and they deserved to be saved.